Area is a documentary about corporate cronyism and displacement on the south side of Chicago. It tells the story of Englewood resident Deborah Payne, one of hundreds of homeowners who were forced out of the neighborhood while Norfolk's Southern Railway bought up over five years, home by home, 85 acres of property to expand its freight terminal. The result? Tens of thousands of trains going through the community every day, increasing pollution and traffic, but also boosting the economic worth of the area. We're talking about that conundrum today with Deborah Payne, co-producer and protagonist of the area, and Luis Antonio Perez of Scrappers Film Group. Thank you both so much for joining me today. Jill, thank you so much for having us. Thank you very much for having us here. I am excited to talk to you both about the film. I'm excited to see you, Lou. Welcome back to the Vocalo studio. Yeah, old stomping grounds for me. <laughs> Let's start by talking about Inglewood, the neighborhood, Deborah, and your history and the work that you've done with and for the community. How long had you lived in Inglewood? I was in Inglewood at three different locations for over 37 years, but at the area home for over 30 years. Mm. Um, I was always involved in the community. I was part of the park district, part of the schools, the church, um, the domestic violence at the 7th District Police Station. I worked as a CAPS facilitator. I worked with the youth. Uh, I was just community person. Yeah, Inglewood's in your blood and your bones. Yes, I love Inglewood. Now, uh, Inglewood is is a very close to my heart and, of course, a wonderful neighborhood, but the, the issues going on in the neighborhood are not necessarily unique to Inglewood. So, uh, Louise, can you tell me about how uh, the filmmakers came to discover this story and, and want to make a film about it? Sure. So, um, the director, David Shelley, was studying sociology at the University of Chicago, and he's also a photographer, and he was doing this project on you know, isolated buildings, and he was also studying demolitions all over uh, Chicago, and uh, particularly in Inglewood. And he sort of uh, realized that uh, there was a cluster of buildings being torn down. And even though we see, you know, demolitions all over Chicago all the time, to have a cluster of them all in the same block mm -hmm. is a little weird. So when he investigated a little further, he found out that these properties are being bought by the Norfolk Southern Rail Railway Corporation, and something was going on. Mm -hmm. So the more he asked about it, the more uh, he started to learn about this, um, uh, what I guess I would describe as a plot to take over this section of Englewood and, uh, and by this railroad company to expand their intermodal. And that's when he got connected with Deborah. He says, well, who should I talk to you about who's organizing around this? And everyone said, well, you got to talk to Deborah Payne. And they ended up having this uh, this long partnership over the over five years. And it started about seven years ago with one year of editing the film. And um, yeah, and then it, it became very clear that this story had to be captured because this community was uh, potentially not going to exist anymore. Now this this railroading, not you know, mm. no pun totally intended, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> of the neighborhood was not overnight. Like you said, it was it was like a five year uh, plot, and and yours, Deborah, was not the only home or family affected. And the film gives you and so many other families uh, a, a human face, humanity, in a way that the developers didn't certainly see at all. Can you speak to what your neighbors went through at, at the beginning, how you kind of realized that all of this was, you know, kind of out of your control? Okay, when we were notified about the intent of what they were going to do with the area, the area had already been blighted, uh, which made it very easy for them to 
actually take over the area. So they had a meeting at John Hope with the homeowners and the people that lived in the area and notified us that they wanted to make an intermodal. They made it seem like it was going to be an easy process, that they would work with us and help us get relocated. Well, it was a lot of residents that had been there for years and years that wasn't going along with that. Mm -hmm. And me as a community uh, leader felt the pain of those people. So automatically the next day I was on my job to actually make flyers and have a meeting at our church to talk about this. And uh, did the the residents feel as though there was uh, some power in numbers that they might have? Or was there kind of a feeling of, well, shoot, where are we going to live now? It was very straggly because a lot of the seniors did not understand the move. All they knew that they had lived there 60 and 70 mm. years. And these was their homes. No. And a lot of them were very feisty. I'm not moving. Deborah, if you come to talk about me moving, that's not what I'm going to mm-hmm. do. Yeah. This is my house. Yeah. Absolutely. And people keep on saying these are only houses, but these were our homes. And homes are more important than houses. You can't pay mm-hmm. or talk enough about what a home means to you. So immediately we start forming meetings to let the people know what this entail, that it was no hurry to get out of there. Mm. Don't get upset. You don't have to move tomorrow. You don't have to move in 30 days. You have to make this decision on your own what you want to do. So my job was helping to empower the people in their thought process and any other thing that they had to do. If they had to go downtown to get deeds or whatever they needed, I was there for them. That's an amazing work that you did. Louise, can you uh, take me through the, the part of the film where um, it kind of goes from being something folks can fight to almost an inevitability? You know, that that's the unfortunate part of this whole story is by the time filming started in 2012, um, it, it was almost already an inevitability. And the reason is, is because the community wasn't consulted in this, right? Norfolk Southern was already buying Mm -hmm. property secretly, not telling anybody what their designs were, what they were gonna be doing. For them, I mean, this is a multi-billion dollar company that it's not unfair to say that they have roots all the way back to slavery, okay? So this is like a company that is billions and billions of dollars. They can wait 10 years if they have to, 25, however long they need to, and buy properties little by little. and blight the community further so then when they buy the next property they can say well look there's nothing around you there's nothing to the left to the right they're not going to tell you that they were the ones that knocked it down and they're going to say your property's not worth anything so by the time we're shooting they're shooting the film in 2012 they had already purchased more than half of the area so really at that point it was just there was not much you can do. They were already talking to the city about purchasing a hundred uh, vacant lots in the in the in the neighborhood or in the community um, for a million dollars, which is super cheap, super cheap. Yeah. And you know the aldermen are 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 of course signing off on this. The city council signing off on this. So when you got this huge company who's got looking out for their own interests, when you got the the city council not looking uh, not you know watching your back, you have your own aldermen. Uh, essentially saying that everything's going smoothly when really just no one knows what's going on, you know, there's, there's not there's not much recourse left for any community to come together and figure out what they want to do. And, and what Deborah says throughout the film and still says it today is it wasn't even about 
saving the community. It was really about respect. Yeah. People still live there. They deserve respect. They're paying taxes. And Deborah, you can say more about this, but it seemed like you weren't getting any respect from anybody. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that I fought the hardest for. Um, like you say, we were still staying there. I expect the grass to still be cut. Mm -hmm. When they tore down buildings, I expect them to immediately to get the debris up. We still had activities like the children coming through that area to go to school. Yeah. We had people that went to church there. There still was traffic. Um, just the idea of right across the street from me was a dumping area. Hmm. It got so ridiculous that some of the drivers knew what was going on and they started actually disrespecting the people that lived in the neighborhood. So throughout the film, I um, talk a lot about respect. Yeah. And I think that they owed us that. They totally disrespected us in the first place uh -huh. by blighting the area. Yeah. That was the first level of respect. And that's why we're here today where we're at. Yeah. I think when we're talking about this respect, you don't necessarily even expect it from, like you said, a, a billion dollar corporation Absolutely. because you're, you're, you know, you're faceless. It's just homes. It's uh -huh. just a neighborhood. You don't necessarily even expect it from just the folks who've been hired to do this uh, demo work. What you do expect, though, is respect from your aldermen, Absolutely. from the people who are whose job it is to respect the wishes of their constituents, which you are. Uh, so when you don't get much say in a process, when your your alderman isn't representing the wishes of the community, what can you do as a oh. civilian in this in this instance? What uh, what reactions? Uh, did your neighbors and you have to your alderman Willie Cochran is is all up and through this this film and uh, it doesn't seem as though he was doing the job of representing you very well at all well I feel like the deal was already done mm. even with the alderman at this point I did keep his telephone hot with what I thought <laughs> was up, wrong yes um I made constant calls. I took lots and lots of pictures. Um, so his website was actually blew up as to how I felt. Um, my keystrokes got a little bit stronger. <laughs> <laughs> I um, got the community to stand. They owe us this. This is what they owe us. We're not asking for more than what we deserve. It was a done deal. So it wasn't a fight with the railroad. Mm -hmm. It was a fight for the people and the community to make up their minds and make their own decisions about what they wanted to do and where we go from here. I uh, I want to, to ask if, if the alderman has seen the film. No, he has not seen the film. He doesn't have as that movie far, pass? As, <laughs> as far as I know of. But we were at... Um, an event on Friday and he was there. I hadn't seen him in a little while. So I hurried up and got behind him. We were in the uh, food <laughs> service line. And I said, hi, how are you? And he says, well, how are you doing? I say, so Alderman Cochran, why have you not came to see my documentary? And he says, what documentary? So I had one of the pluggers in my hand, and I instantly gave it to him. <laughs> and he saw the houses. I was—I'm just reading his face because he didn't say anything. Yeah. 
So when he saw the houses, I guess he said, oh, this is some of that Deborah Payne stuff. <laughs> so when he turned it over, well, my name was clearly on there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that Deborah Payne. <laughs> so later I observed him with his food and he was on his phone. I'm hoping and believing that he was... Um, pressing the link to the Cisco. <laughs> and I really invite him here. And if any of the listeners are listening, I would hope that and encourage that he would come and mm-hmm. all of the aldermen in Inglewood. You're listening to The Morning Amp, powered by Vocalo. Joining me in the studio from the area, a documentary about displacement in the Inglewood neighborhood, is the protagonist and co-producer of the film, Deborah Payne, and from Scrapper's film group, Luis Antonio Perez. So there's a conundrum here that uh, I mentioned a little earlier. Uh, So, one, uh, industrialism, gentrification, brings uh, that sort of thing to... Lots of neighborhoods in Chicago and around the country. People are being displaced. Displaced Traffic is terrible. There's more pollution. But on the other side of that coin, there's money coming into a, the community in a way that on paper might seem like a good thing. What do you make of that, Deborah? Well, I'm a little upset uh, because one of the things that Alderman Cochran do talk about is the jobs that would be in the community. I have yet to see anybody that I know in Inglewood that's working for Norfolk Southern. I have also been told that the people in the community do not qualify for any of the jobs that Norfolk Southern have to offer. Nor have I seen um, even layman's jobs like picking up bricks or cutting the grass. Mm -hmm. I don't see any of that even now. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things where um you know uh, we know we know what this is about, you know, as soon as it's happening, I mean in the film, one of the early moments in the film uh, you know, when Deborah is sort of handing out informational flyers and uh you know, some working gentlemen look like they just got off of work, they're looking at this, they're like those jobs aren't coming to us. We know that already. Yeah. There's no way these jobs are coming to us. Right. Um and you know, it's we use the word intermodal a few times. It's it's an intermodal freight yard where yeah. it basically goes from like being on a train to being on a truck. And they're just trying to expand this yard. They see an opportunity. They see a community that what I guess that they believe I can't I can only project what I believe is happening in their minds. They see that they could take advantage of and extend their yard so they can have more trains so they can make more money. You know, I got a Google alert for Norfolk Southern on my you know my email. Yeah. More than anything, all I get is Norfolk Southern stock price. You know, mm-hmm. I don't get, or I guess lately I got bait truck because they're also the company behind the bait truck. In oh, Inglewood. with the sneakers? Yeah, the sneakers bait mm-hmm. truck. That was Norfolk Southern working with, uh, with Chicago police, but uh, it's all about stock price. You know, it's not about what they're doing with the community. It's not about any of that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, that's a, the, the money that comes in is a convenient talking point, I think, for, uh, you know, politicians and folks like that. And um, I think it was very disgraceful. In my mind, I think that they thought it was an easy fix. Mm. I thought I think that they think collectively the intellect of that, where the people in the area live, that those people were not knowledgeable or educated enough mm-hmm. uh, to even investigate or do anything about it. I think that they thought it was going to be an easy process. Mm. I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> and you made sure it wasn't, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Because it's not Absolutely. fair. Absolutely. With all the fair. power that was within me, mm-hmm. I gave up all of the seats that I held in um, organizations for that fight. 
Uh-huh. That became what I did. I woke up in the morning. It was the area. Yeah. Everything that I did, I smelled the area. I was in the area. I lived in it. I almost feel privileged to live in the community at the time, which made the fight a little bit better. Yeah. And I was very passionate about it, about yeah. the fight and the people's feelings and their thoughts. This railroad should have gotten the menu that black women from Inglewood don't play. They're not going to just roll over and let things happen. This is this is going to be a fight to the finish. So what what now, Deborah? What do the residents of Inglewood hope will come from this film being released and the attention to this issue uh, being brought to the city at large? Well, my hope for the community is that they become more aware of their surroundings, of their community, that they come together collectively to understand what's up with city planning. Mm-hmm. These houses have been sitting here and boarded up for years. Don't become so immune to seeing the ugliness that it's okay. Mm. Ask questions. If it looks wrong, mm-hmm. chances are it might be wrong. But to sit there day to day and just look at the... Um, ugliness of the community and not saying nothing. Uh, I hope the film is an educational piece that something can be done if you believe in your heart that it can be done. And if you take a stand and fight the fight. We do have organizations in Inglewood that are taking the stands. I just want more of the community, those that don't come out, to come out and start standing up with those organizations. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the fact of the matter is, if if uh, residents had been hip to what was going on, if it wasn't sort of kept from them secretly, they might have had a chance to win in this situation. So uh, that's what we want to do with the film. You know, even though this film has a a different outcome, you know, uh, folks that are watching, you know, we want them to to think about what are the issues in their community and have it be a tool for people to organize around issues uh, early, right away, so that we can you know fight against uh, injustices that are that are happening out there. I want to thank both of you for uh, joining me here today. I want to give a shout out to David Chaliol, the uh, director of this film. And I mm-hmm. want to let people know that there's a two-week run at the Gene F- Siskel Film Center that you can check this film out. You can go to siskelfilmcenter.org slash the area or go to theareafilm.com for showtimes and more information. Yeah. Luis, Deborah, thank you so much and for thank joining me. thank you so me. much for having us. Thank it you. Is-